Hey everyone, on this episode of the NFT QT podcast, Ryan and I are talking about things we wish were NFTs. It's what we like to call an NFT idea storm. We have some general ideas on where this will start. But the true beauty of an idea storm is that it's completely spontaneous and conversational. So stick around to hear our ideas on NFTs we think the world deserves. This episode of the NFT QT podcast is brought to you by the NFT Handbook. The NFT Handbook is a detailed guide on how to create, sell, and buy non-fungible tokens without the need for a technical background. Learn exactly what NFTs are, how they evolved, and why they have value. Just check it out. The NFT Handbook on Amazon. Yo, what up, Ryan? How you been, bro? Shit, just watching these NFTs go crazy. Yeah, that's tight. That's tight. I mean, I've been buying NFTs. I We just bought an NFT not too long ago. Uh what was the project where it was like the 12 year old girl and she drew long necky ladies? Yeah, the long necky ladies. You know, it's crazy because we're buying so many NFTs. I can't remember the name of the project. Yeah, I was a fan of it. I mean, I saw it. I actually saw it on Twitter. I mean, a lot of people were talking about it. Some were like, oh, it's just, you know, another 12 year old project. This is the new marketing scheme, you know. But I mean, I looked at it. I was like, you know, the art's different. Uh, the mint price is cheap. You know, it only cost cost me like 40, 50 bucks to mint one. I was like, Hey, even if this is the new marketing scheme, which I don't think it is like, I think it's just like a 12 year old who's smart and like has some technology background and, uh, works with somebody and they create it. Uh, but like, even if it is a marketing scheme, dude, I don't want to not get exposure to it. You know? No, no. I I mean, a lot of these projects, uh, how many pieces were, is it, was it 10,000? Uh, three, 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 three. So 3,333. Okay. So it was a three, uh, 3k project. Yeah. These projects, man, I'm, I'm starting to run out of money for these 10k and 4k and 5k projects, dog. Dude, you're telling me, man. <laughs> dog, I don't have no more money, dog. I gotta, I gotta start selling NFTs so I can buy NFTs. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I mean, I just, I joined one, uh, the, uh, metaverse HQ. I bought a key, um, to their discord chat. Was That's it, all you get. Is you it know? dope? Uh, so far, so cool. I mean, you know, I bought one too, not for that one, but I bought one for a newsletter. So I'm on some newsletter, but in order to get on the newsletter, you had to buy an NFT. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I haven't actually read the newsletter. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, I, I feel like at that point, just make a Substack account, y'all. Like, Yo, I mean, we're trying look, to reinvent the wheel on things that shouldn't be reinvented. I mean, it's cool, right? Because you can see, like, if I look at all the wallets that are connected or have that hold this token, those are the people in theory that are reading this newsletter. And it was limited, right? So it's like an exclusive newsletter in the sense that only a uh, hundred people or so can, can have it. And then those people that own it are technically funded the, the, the creation of said newsletter. That's true. So like, I mean, on, on, like, on, on par know. for like this NFT idea storm, I feel like this is actually a great segue into like what, uh, what we want to do today. Right. For sure. For sure. I mean, basically to, to give you a rundown and an idea storm is it's a conversation, right? Like we have some ideas in the back of our head we've been ruminating on. I mean, me and Q talk NFTs all day, every day, because it's just our job now. Right. Um, so now you're getting a look into, to some of the convos that we have on a daily basis and you know, some of the ideas might be whack and you guys can clown us. Uh, but you know, if they are cool, let us know. No, no, I think that that's actually needed for the industry. And I think one thing that I want to get into is this is, uh, we're in the, the, the first, you know, five episodes of, of this podcast. Uh, some of these are, you know, uh, we recording a little bit just earlier or later because of our schedules, but 
I want to get to a point where we're bringing on artists and, and just people in the community to join us for these NFT idea storms, because for sure. if it's just me and you, we're definitely going to run out of ideas or maybe we, we might, we might run out of dope ideas. We'll run, we'll have, you know, shitty ideas yeah. for day. <laughs> yeah. We could have a lot of ideas. I mean, you know, this whole industry is about diversity of ideas and like giving exposure to people who maybe haven't been able to have exposure before. So I totally agree. So if uh, if you guys got some some people that you think deserve to be here, let us know. Yeah, and you can get at us, uh, or you can get at us in a few ways. The first way is definitely reaching out to me in the Bitcoin Podcast Slack community. I'm there. You just gotta search for at NFTQT and just ping me and tag me and say, "Yo, I want to be on the show." And well, it's as simple as that. And if you're not in the Bitcoin Podcast Slack. Go ahead and just find me on social at Q Harrison on pretty much every platform. And, you know, I, I'll see it. And if you know how to get my attention and you want to be on the show, uh, we can make that happen. I'm sure we'll streamline that at, at some point in the future. But right now, you know, again, we're, we're not even five shows in. So with that being said, let's start this idea storm. Ryan, I'm going to hand it over to you, mainly because people hear NFT QT ideas from me all the time. So for sure, for wait, wait, sure. You're, 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 this is your this is your time to shine, brother. OK, well, you know, um, I've been seeing a lot of things in the news recently of movies being dropped as NFTs and a movie hasn't been dropped necessarily yet, but a lot of PR around movies dropping as NFTs. So the director of the movie Crank, who many of us have probably seen before, uh, they have a movie coming up um, and they dropped NFTs for it. They haven't sold very many of them, um, but I think the concept is there. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is starring in a movie that's going to be dropped as an NFT. I believe it is called uh, Zero Contact. The first one is called Out. And then Nelson Mandela's grandson, I guess, is releasing two novels as NFTs. So like we're seeing some of the the more traditional media uh, being created as NFTs and distributed that way. I think my idea here, though, is a little bit different. So all of us like own a lot of old movies or DV I mean, DVDs or books and certain like or ebooks. And we have like these digital files that we've just kind of held with us for so long. And it's hard for us to necessarily share them with people. Like, I don't want to give somebody a DVD anymore because they're like, how the hell do I, you know, how the hell do I watch this? So I was thinking like a movie and book sharing service. Uh, basically, it makes it super easy for you to, you know, download your media uh, onto this platform that will mint it into an NFT, just personal for you. It's not something that you're going to try and sell because you'll probably get sued for that. Uh, but it's just an easy way to send that digital file then to a friend. And then, you know, you can kind of write it into the contract where they don't get to hold on to it. You know, they have to return it. So, you know, your 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 media is not just all over the place. Uh, but yeah, in essence, it's a, a simpler way to to, I guess, share some of the media that you've accumulated. No, I, 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 I kind of understand it. So you're saying like, just, just for the person that's listening and even me, there was a lot said there at the group. What is the idea? Like take a traditional form and just NFT it. Uh, yes. But like with the, with, with the, the, the purpose of like, I've already bought, you know, uh, said movie on Amazon or whatever. I kind of own it. I don't really own it right now. Uh, if you could in some way, shape, Amazon's probably a bad, bad example, but there is like a movie that I own from that I bought from uh, Apple service that I have like the MP4 file. I don't want to just send that to somebody, right? Cause then it's like, damn, like I paid all this money and now they can just send it all over the place. Is there a way where I could kind of mint that file into an NFT, share it with a friend, but kind of write it into the contract where, you know, they don't necessarily own it. So like it, 
it kind of it, it, it deletes after a while. I don't know. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm just I'm idea so, storming, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying basically an access token that you can share with wallets for a period of time, and that that period of time uh, expires, and then once it expires, it returns to your wallet. Exactly. So, like, I I, I honestly. It's an interesting concept. My my question there is gas and like, you know, how like who pays the gas for it to go back to your wallet? Can you prepay for gas so that it would I don't know. That's that's something where I think it's an idea. I think it's a little uh, it's a little far. Yeah, yeah probably not far. necessary. I don't know. It was a throwaway idea. I thought, you know, we'd start away. Start start there. No, I mean, it's, it's an idea. I mean, not to knock it. I think that like, you know, the thing about NFTs right now and, and when I look at it is when you have brands they're doing the best with uh, NFTs because they have uh, existing IP stuff that people already know. You don't have to educate people on space jam per se, right? That was a movie NFT. Uh, did you see that one? Yes, I did. What was your thoughts on the space jam NFT? Uh, the NFTs were cool. I mean, I saw that they just gave a bunch of them for free. Um, you think that was a good thing or a bad thing. I think that's the way to go. I mean, honestly, like all of these things that we are trying to like cash grab on and, and make money. It's like at the end of the day too, I think just helping people build their collection right now and like be proud of a collection is way cooler than like, Oh, I made, you know, 10 ETH selling this project, you know? So do you think that like, cause I, I, I would agree with that. I, and that's partially why, you know, even the NFTs that I make, I try to sell them as cheap as possible. Uh, because I think that one, you want to let people, you know, one get in this game and, and you want to keep it affordable, but two, I mean, bro, it's expensive. Like NFT collecting, is expensive yeah especially like if you were not somebody who was in eth at like a 100 bucks you know (laughs) i mean not only that but like i mean even if you ran out of that eth if you're trying to get back in i mean like dude like you want to start an axie infinity collection or a team dude we're talking about one ETH really to get started to get something that's that's gonna be powwow you know what i'm saying yeah i mean that's that's real i i mean i can't I can probably count on the on on one hand the number of actually on one finger the number of times I've spent more than like three hundred dollars on like a, a newsletter or a you know some entertainment service online you know like uh, I forget what it was called but like only one time and just yesterday I was just like oh yeah I want to be a part of this metaverse HQ thing here here's three hundred bucks you know and it's just like it was just such a flash in the pan things flash in the pan decision uh, but I think that's kind of the beauty of this is like it's so exciting and you kind of get your adrenaline going. And then you spend all your money and you're like, damn, I spent that really quick. It's kind of like a casino, right? Like, isn't that how the casinos get people to spend yeah. a lot of money? Yeah. Flashing objects, yeah. you know, bells ringing, you know, we got yeah. the bells ringing are like all these people saying, yeah, you know, I got an Axie infinity uh, and I made 28 X on my, on my, on my, uh, axes. No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, if I had, you know, just to get started, I think I would probably start, uh, definitely in the direction of some of these games or, one of one collectibles that, you know, are, are, are low cost, but I could get, you know, I could start getting some value for my NFTs immediately because it is expensive and you want to at least have some, like the games. What I like about those is if you start a collection there, uh, you, you have something to do with your NFTs. Yep. I think that was the genius of crypto kitties, right? Is that, you know, regardless of if people were uh, talking, you know, a lot of ish about them, it's one of those things where, you know, people had these cats and they could they could breed cats and they still can. Yeah, it's very true. The Internet loves cats. We know that. All right. So my idea, man, you don't even want to know it. OK, that's the end of the podcast, y'all. Uh, <laughs> damn, you, don't even, you really don't want to know my idea, man. I'm offended. All right, let's go.
All right. All right. So let me, let me, let me set the stage. Let me get real close to the microphone. You know? Shoot your shot. Come all on. Let's right, go. Here, the, here. the clock is ticking. Let's go. Man, I'm Giannis. I can take all the time I want. All right. All right. Here we go. Ryan, you know about cameras, right? Yeah. What about a plug-in for my digital camera that mints all of my uh, photos that I take? Already been done. No, I know it's been done, but not for digital cameras. Mm, the okay. SLRs. Yeah. Like, dude, give me a special SD card that just had that sign or give me some software that that signs my SD card so that it's just, if I put that SD card in and I just upload it, it automatically just takes all those files and tags them. And, you know, I can design it and it just turns all those photos into NFTs. I rock with the idea from like that, from the moment you take a, a photo, you have created provenance that this is the original. I love it from that perspective. From the perspective of like, bro, we don't need all these NFTs out here. Like, you ever been to a photo shoot? How many how many pictures do you take at a photo shoot? Well, the thing is, is like you gotta pay. So it 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 like it, it like you have to pay to mint it and like you know put it out there and like, for sure you, know, you got to do all that. But as far as getting it ready, it's like one of those things where it, what is the standard for like what is the standard for going from taking a photo or a video. And then minting them on a blockchain. Because right now it would be, I take my Sony camera, I go take a cool picture, take the images off the SD card, sort through them, then bring over whichever ones I want to OpenSea or Mintable or whatever marketplace, and then uh, sell it. There's too many steps. It's like, it should be frictionless. Like, cause like, let's say, let's say I'm an NFT photographer. And what's interesting is if you follow the NFT photography scene, we're starting to see a rise of people just buying pictures for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, actually, we wrote about the uh, twins. Yep. What, what, was, what was the name of that project? Twin Flames. Yeah, Twin Flames. Twin Flames, that's right. So the Twin Flames project, bro, those pictures are going for like 22 ETH. Oh, yeah. That project's going dummy. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like every now and then I go on Instagram, I'm scrolling, and I follow quite a few photographers, but I always love the photographers that are like shot on iPhone, no edits, mm -hmm. or like straight raw from the camera, no edits, for no sure. filters. Yep. Dude. The best way to prove that is like, just shoot your photo and it's already minted. We know if you edit that file or image, it, it, it like the NFT, you break the NFT. So now we know unedited photos and like just skill versus people that are out here, you know, you know, just, just yapping. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, I think like, like you said, create some sort of like, I guess front end or back end or like an interface where it doesn't just mint it automatically. Like it does like the 90%. It gets the thing ready or whatever. Like it, you name the photo shoot before or whatever you name where you're at, all that junk, all that jazz. And then like when you're done with the photo shoot, you have a little interface you can go to and you can just check mark which ones you want to mint. Yeah. Like it could be a plugin in either Lightroom or Photoshop or even built into the software or, or the SD card or the camera. Like I feel like take the metadata and, and turn that into all the stuff that you would, you would technically need to mint. Like it, yeah. Like, I mean, it just simplify the minting. Right. So then that way, if you want to NFT, you know, your art and your artist photography, you know, it, it just democratizes what it means to get to, to get there. And I think that there's a lot of people that, that get stuck on minting, even though it is fairly simple because of the platforms like Mintable and OpenSea it's still not readily, uh, readily accessible to your average person. I mean, like think, think about the wallets and all that stuff. Like there just needs to be something where it's like connect your 
Coinbase wallet to this. And uh, this also connects to your Photoshop or your Lightroom or your Google Photos app. And then it's as simple as clicking and paying the fees and voila, you're you're up, you're up and rolling. Yep. And I, I don't think it just needs to be a smartphone app. I think the things that I've seen uh, definitely work on the smartphone circuit, but most people that are iPhoneographers are not, you know, they, they, they're not creating on actual photographer, like, like, you know, DSLRs and SLRs and, you know, all those cameras. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I think like, it's worthwhile shouting out kind of where we were thinking this idea from. It's this project called Airwire. Airwire.app is the website. Yeah. So I, I, as I was, uh, I saw you just sent this over. Uh, I hadn't seen this. What, uh, what is this? So it appears they've been working on it for a few years. Um, they marketed it as the world's first NFT camera app. It hasn't launched yet. It's still in oh, beta. Yeah, the, ba- the, ba- the beta is coming out. It ain't launched yet, bro. It ain't launched yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first to have the idea versus first to stay motivated, right? That's what we always say. I always say, I mean, execution is the is is, is the key in the NFT camera, Airwire. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it. But again, this is cool, but it's like they're trying to make, is this a social network kind of? It feels like, or no, maybe not. It looked, it, it looked very social networky for a little bit. I yeah. think even more simpler than this, to be honest, like it just literally just needs to be a, a plugin that just plugs into existing uh, places that photographers already go. And, and it, it, it more, if anything, it's education. It's like, Hey, here's another revenue stream. You spent all this money on your camera and your, 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 your body and your kit and all this stuff, you know, you can, earn that back if you take really good photos and the people you know want to see it same way you can get notoriety right like if you're an aspiring photographer and you don't know where to start or where to go i mean i started on unsplash bro like i have like i don't know how many uh i have some crazy amount of uh people that have downloaded my unsplash images or seen it yeah images of me i think <laughs> yeah yeah real talk real talk i do have when we were doing the, the futurography photos yeah. yep so it's like you know like the same thing is true like i mean if I can build a following on Unsplash and you can, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm just pontificating at this point, but you get what I'm saying. No, no. I, I think I kind of liked where you're going with that perspective. Like, okay. Instead of necessarily, instead of necessarily like minting them instantly from your camera, you could definitely create some sort of like social proof type thing. Right. So everybody yeah. submits their photo. Fo- like it's just plug in. It kind of submits them to an unsplash like place and you allow the, you know, the, the people in the audience to kind of upvote and say, Hey, you know, like we think this is worthwhile for you to mint. Like we think we want to, it's like before you're minting, you're already seeing, Oh, does somebody interested in buying it? Right. And, and, and check this out. This is what's crazy, right? So I'm looking at my unsplash uh, account and you're right. You are the top you have the top first, you have the first position, the third position, and the fourth position, which is interesting. How many views do you think I've had? I have on my Unsplash account and I only have, I have eight photos up. I don't know, maybe 20,000. Bro, all time. I have 1.8 million Sheesh. views. Wow. Yeah. That's all time on eight photos, right? Downloads are, are 6,800. And you're not even a pro. I I mean, yeah, no, like these are definitely not my best work. I mean, I've definitely gotten much better at photography and this is, this is all content that I posted uh, two years ago. So, you know, when Unsplash first came out or around that time, I thought it was a dope idea. And I was just like, Hey, I've got some photos. And I just uploaded a couple of por- portraits of, of myself and Ryan and just wanted to see what, where it would go. And the numbers are absurd. And, you know, if I, if, if, if photography were not just a hobby for me, this would be, you know, super fascinating. And I think I would do it a lot more, but photography is just a hobby for me. But if I were really trying to make a career, dude, 
that's 1.8 million people that have seen my work. Yeah. That's 6,000 people that have downloaded my stuff, right? Like, you know, when you start thinking about NFTs, NFTs are in a similar space. The first photos to be NFT today and do incredible things. Like think about how many people are going to be referencing the twin flames project. Oh yeah. A long time. That guy is known. He's a photographer now. He's known. And like, you know, I, this is an idea storm. So I know we're pitching this idea and, and I, I don't, I don't, again, I don't want to just be pontificating. I don't think this is only true for it, for photographers. Shit. If you're a dancer and you do choreography, figure out a way to choreograph or make it easy to take your choreography and put it in NFT format. Remember when everybody were like yelling, like, oh man, I made this dance first, blah, blah, blah. blah. And like, they were coming after all the TikTok stars and, and stuff for that. For sure. I mean, if you had the NFT, you got the Providence. Like I did this dance. Remember Soulja Boy even had the same uh, controversy mm-hmm. where, you know, the crank that dance allegedly, uh, he was inspired by some people out of Memphis for that or something like that, something of the nature. And like, you know, he had some backlash, but that wasn't an era where like, you know, we had social media and people could get canceled real quick, but like, you know, there's a lot of people that have great work where people are like, man, he was inspired by this. I did this first. Look at Curio. Everyone was yelling, uh, crypto punks, crypto punks, first NFT, first NFT project, crypto punks, crypto punks. And then Curio came out and said, yo, we were actually the first on the chain. What did crypto punks do? They, uh, they rescinded some of their statements. Exactly. That's my (laughs) point. Right. So like, if you, you know, the chain don't lie, the chain don't lie, dog. So like, also cool. Also cool. If I was a creator, the one thing that I would start doing right now is I'd be like, yo, how do I just NFT every, every part of my work or like make it NFT ready. I think the NFT occasion is it costs a lot of money, right? Like if you're going to do everything, it's going to cost you a lot of money. But if you have everything ready, so at any moment's notice, you can just bang, bang, bang. And all the metadata is clean. Because I think that like with photography, they have like DCIM information and there's just a lot of information in that. I, I remember if you remember like four or five years ago when uh, people were uh, stalking people on iPhones, because if you took a photo with your iPhone and you sent it or uploaded it, all the information was in the DCIM record. And mm-hmm. some of that information was geotag information. So you could actually get the precise location at which some of these photos were taken. And so stalkers and weird creepos on the internet were showing up to like, you know, girls houses and just weird random shit. And the problem with that was, you know, all that information already existed in camera. Why is that not just readily available to just NFT copyright? All that stuff is right there. And then like, if it's raw right out of the camera, even denote that. So then that way you can just see who has skills and then make a marketplace out of that. I feel like soldier boy should actually do it. Cause you know, he has that whole marketing push where he's like, man, I was the first rapper to drink yellow Gatorade. And I was the first, you know, first <laughs> yeah, rapper to- <laughs> first rapper with Nintendo, first yeah. rapper to rap, you know, first rapper with the iPhone. Yeah. So, yeah. Soldier Boy, we need to get him on the podcast. Real talk, for sure. For yeah, sure. I mean, I think he's done some NFTs or he's talked about it. I don't, I, I don't, I don't remember. Everyone's done an NFT at this point, though. Yeah, I, I can't think of it, but I'm sure he has. All right, I know, I know, we're we're running, we're we're, we're just pontificating at this point. What? Let's let's get let's speed up the idea storm. Cool, cool. Um, I do have an idea here. I was gonna save it for another episode, but I think I I want to say I want to share it here because you know right. I got right. your attention. Let's go. Cool concept here. Follower fade gambling game. Now, I know you're not much of a gambler, but just bear with me here for a second. So you take a gambling influencer. Do you know what those are? Barely. You know, I don't gamble. So go ahead. Basically, they're just social media personalities who put out picks like every every night or every week or whatever. And they say, hey, you know, I think Bucks are going to win in six or whatever, you know, or they, they think, uh, hey, Cubs are going to win tonight um, by three runs. You know, like they put out picks every single night. And for whatever reason, they've built followings, you know, like there are some that are out there that have hundreds of thousands like Megan making money is a big one. Um, there are plenty of them out there. Basically, you take this premise of 
this gambling influencer who puts out picks and you got to imagine that people who are following them are following them for one of two reasons. They really like their picks or they really hate their picks. And why would you follow somebody if you hate their picks? Because in the gambling community, there's something called fading somebody. And basically, if somebody is just an absolute mush at gambling, that's somebody who's always makes the wrong picks. You want to follow them so that every time they put out a pick, you fade them. You go the opposite direction, right? And so you build this NFT premise around follow or fade, right? The influencer puts out a daily pick. They then release, you know, a hundred follow NFT cards, a hundred fade NFT cards, very low price. So it's super easy for people to participate. And the whole premise is like over the course of a season, you see how many follow or fade NFT cards you can collect that come true, right? And like, you'll know whether or not that follower fade card was correct because like each one's going to be themed. Right. So if, if they said Cubs are going to win tonight, um, they have it date marked or whatever, and it's either true or it's false. Like, you know, if you were right, then that card is true. And it's, you know, you, you create a record, right. And your collection at the end of the season, whoever has the best collections, um, more or less wins some sort of prize. Right. And this is all a way for this gambling influencer to create a way for their followers to engage with them in just a unique way, right? Um, maybe some of the content could be uh, like trips to Vegas with them or betting, you know, betting discords, access to certain things or mind meld sessions or, you know, a bunch of different things. But the premise here is this is a way for a community that um, follows people for one of two reasons. They love their picks or they hate their picks. And it's just a way for them to, to you know, engage with them, right? No, no, I rock with that. I think that, you know, I'm, I, I gotta say, I'm not a big gambler, so I, I don't have a lot to chime in here, but I mean, it makes sense to me. I think that what I love about this idea is it's gamifying. So it's like, it gives me a reason to like, if I own this NFT and I'm like fading this person per se, you know, I'm going to check back and then like it automatically either makes that NFT valuable or, 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 or not like, I guess if they win, everybody that has this wallet gets a, a percentage of the pool is what you're saying? Well, I was I was trying to think if there was a way where you could build up a pool where you could have shared winnings. And as I just continued to do the math, I just couldn't, my, my small brain couldn't figure out a way where you could create a prize pool that grew and like whoever was on the proper side of picks would win. It's just, I don't know, somebody, somebody out in the audience figure out the math here because I, I did try and think like, okay, how could you take this concept and build like a prize pool that like grew to be, you know, 30 X, whatever the initial investment was? Well, I, I think there's a, there's a, uh, there is something like that. Polymarket.com. Have you been there? No, I have not. So polymarket.com is a information markets platform and it allows people to like bet on their beliefs. Right. And so what you can do is you go there, you sign in with your wallet and all that. And then like on their front page, they have uh, Will Cardano support smart contracts on mainnet by October 1st, 2021. And, you know, it's 46 cents to say yes, 54 cents to say no. And then I, I'm, I haven't done this, but I think they then like, you know, uh, pay out the, the winnings to the people that, you know, bet, uh, that win the bet. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So basically like your idea kind of fits this, but like, I think you're, you're saying instead of it, just being a crypto play, it's like NFTs, like these cards, like these bets would be NFTs, right? 
Yeah, correct. Oh, okay. No, this is this is like pretty much very similar, except like these are prompts that I'm personally not interested in. I'd be more interested in gambling, you know, but this is a total, totally relevant scenario. And so like if we look how they're doing it, this let's look at this. Will the U.S. have more than 100,000 new daily COVID-19 cases before January 1st, 2022? And to bid yes, it costs you 99 cents. To bid no, it costs one cent. So what they're saying is that it's 199 times more likely that that's going to be true. So it's going to cost you more money to buy into that pool, but you're adding more money to the volume, right? So potentially, you know, more people are going to want to say yes, because it's probably going to be true. Thus, the prize pool grows, but your share shrinks because that's the side that more people are getting in on. Yeah, I mean, like, I think uh, they have one right here where it says, well, Kanye West is done to sell more than 25K albums units in its first week. I'm going to try to, like, uh, learn how this works and just see how this goes. But so you're saying they, they I it, this doesn't it doesn't make sense because I see trade volume liquidity. Yeah, but it's 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 probably weighted in real time. So as more people oh. bid, bid one direction, like this is how this is how gambling odds work, right? Like the more people bet one direction, the the hot the the worse those odds become right you know if everybody you know for instance last year everybody thought the lakers were going to win so it paid out way way less than um, the miami heat winning does that make sense so yeah, for yeah, every yeah. time every time somebody bets on yes kanye west's donda album is going to sell more than 250k the price to buy a yes into that pool is going to go up. Got you, got you, got you. That's interesting. Super interesting. All right. Polymarket.com. I think this is another case where like, we're just starting this podcast and we're learning ourselves, but we got to, uh, we got to, we got to hop into this game and just like start, uh, we got to start just like getting some of these people behind some of these projects on the podcast. Cause I think that that would be really cool to hear them, you know, just describe some of the the methodologies here. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this would totally have been cool to have him on here. Yeah, I mean, I just found it when you were uh, describing your idea. Like, I think that this is the cool thing about the idea storm is like people like think that like, you know, we know everything. It's like, no, like literally me and Ryan, we have a conversation. It sounds just like what you're hearing now. Like we're recording our our actual conversations of like, what would be a cool idea? And we do this like damn near daily and then like twice a day sometimes. But this is one of those things where like, you know, this is how we learn. And I think anybody that's that's getting in the game right now, this is what you should be doing. You should be coming up with an idea, strength testing your idea. And even if it's crappy, it's okay. Because, you know, me and Ryan both had, you know, not the greatest ideas, but I learned about Airwire. Ryan learned about Polymarket. And like, you know, with that information, we're probably going to just keep learning. And and it's through that learning at which you build insights that allow you to just kind of do the cool stuff uh, in the game that 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 is crypto and, and NFTs. Absolutely, my friend. Yeah. So if you have any interest in learning more about the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, there's two things you can do. The first thing you can do is visit nftqt.com. There we post links and updates and anything that's fascinating as far as NFT ideas, research, insights, that all can be found on nftqt.com. And if you're just getting started and looking at NFTs and you want to go deeper and just kind of just wrap your head around everything from what is an NFT to the marketplaces that NFTs can be sold and, and collected on guess what there's a book for that it's called the nft handbook you can go grab your copy 
or pre-order it today on amazon.com. Just type in the NFT handbook and you'll see it. And it's a great resource. Me and Ryan both worked on it and, and looked at it. And and it's really one of the definitive guides where you can learn from the experts and have a resource that you can keep turning back to if there's things that we bring up that you just don't understand. And I think that NFTs are going to be an inevitable part of our realities just moving forward. If you get started today and you start learning a little bit today, tomorrow, the next day, you're going to be smarter uh, in just you know six months from now. And, and, and once you kind of understand how this stuff works, that's when it gets really exciting because then when you're doing your idea storms, you're going to be able to just come in and say like, what about this because of this, this, and this, or like this project and this. And you see it all the time in the entrepreneurship communities. When people say, I'm building the Uber for X, it's because they understand Uber and the model behind it, right? Or the Airbnb for this or the Shopify for that. Like you hear that pitch all the time, but it's because people have built up expertise. NFTs, it's day zero. But if you want to get rocking and rolling with this stuff, it's just a knowledge. You're listening to this podcast and you're checking out all the resources and the NFTQT website, you're going to be all right. So with that being said, I will catch you in the future. Thanks again for listening to us. And if you want to find out more or do anything, visit NFTQT.com. 